Hi, everybody. I'm Pastor Larry Huck, and welcome to Standing with Israel on Charisma's Podcast Network. You know, standing with Israel is one of the most important things that you will ever do. And let me give you two reasons. You and I are fulfilling Bible prophecy in tearing down the wall that divides Jews and Gentiles. The second thing is, by tearing down this wall and rebuilding the tabernacle of David in our hearts, we are preparing the world for the coming of the Messiah. Now let's get into today's message. Paul would lay hands on the sick and they'd be healed. But there were times that he couldn't lay hands or too many and his shadow would pass over. Same result. Same healing, same miracle power in the shadow as the real thing. The shadow of things to come. On Passover, at the exact moment they were sacrificing the Passover lamb on the Temple Mount. At that, not, not a week before, not two weeks before, not in the same uh, springtime or whatever. At the exact moment, the lamb that had been a shadow of things to come died on the Temple Mount. Jesus cried out, it is finished, and gave up the ghost. So we went from a shadow. Now, until Jesus died on the cross, that Passover lamb accomplished exactly what Jesus accomplished. Only it was temporary. They would bring two lambs into the tabernacle. The high priest would pick one. One when, they, when Jesus asked Peter, he said, who do men say that I am? And Peter said, you're the Christ. You're the burden removing and the yoke destroying. Two lambs. Two sacrifices. They would bring one in. They would lay that lamb on the altar. They would kill that lamb. And the blood of that lamb would wash our sins away. Wash their sins away. But that only lasted for one year. And then they have to do it again. Today, Jesus is the eternal lamb of God. He is the eternal sacrifice. Amen. But the shadow did the same thing. The shadow did the same thing. Only it was temporary. Then you get 50 days later, you get to Shavuot or the Feast of Pentecost. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, not, not around that time, not two days before two days, when the day of Pentecost, they were all in one mind and one accord, they were in the temple because that was the day of Pentecost and the Holy Spirit fell. Until then, every year of Pentecost, exactly what happened with the power of God and the anointing of God and the revelation of God, but it only lasted for one year. But when the day of Pentecost came, that Pentecost fell, the Holy Spirit fell 2,000 years ago, and we are filled with the Holy Spirit and the anointing. We can lay hands on the sick. We can cast out devils. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It is permanently ours now. Somebody say amen. So, of the three high holidays, two of them have already taken place. The third high holiday is the Feast of Tabernacles, the wedding supper of the Lamb. But before that happens, before the wedding supper of the Lamb, there are three main events that take place. One of them begins this month. It's called the month of Elul. In Hebrew, there are two different calendars. The spiritual calendar ends in about 10 days. 
and we start the last month of the year. During the month of, of Elul, God would for 30 days have the high priest stand on the temple mount several times a day and blow the trumpet in Zion. Sound the alarm. Sound the alarm. You got to understand in the times of Israel, they didn't have calendars. They didn't have clocks. They didn't have any of these things that could tell them exactly where they are. So they're working in their fields. They're taking care of their kids. They're working in their vineyards. They're in their shops. And all of a sudden they're working. And wake up and they go, Oh my gosh, it's the month of Elul. What does that mean? The sounding of, of the alarm. That means that one of two things is about to happen. We're about to have the Messiah come, or we're about to have the windows of heaven opened over us and pour us out such a blessing, there won't be room enough to receive it. For 30 days, they would blow the trumpet in Zion. 30 days, they would sound the alarm, sound the alarm. At the end of those 30 days would come Rosh Hashanah. If the Messiah didn't come on Rosh Hashanah, God would open up his book of life. And he would look at every one of our lives. He would look at every one of our lives in his book. And the first thing he would say is, is, is his name written? Is her name written? And if the angel said, yes, the name is written, then God would look at what you've done for the kingdom of God. Now, we all know seven years after the rapture is the second coming. We have the rapture. After the rapture, immediately, the moment of the rapture, immediately, those who make the rapture will stand at the judgment seat of Christ. You say, well, well, pastor, I I thought that was for those who didn't make the rapture. No, the great white throne judgment seven years later is for those who didn't receive Christ. But after the rapture, immediately, immediately after the rapture is the judgment seat of Christ. Where when we stand before God, he will look at whether or not we are rewarded or not rewarded for what we've done or haven't done. Now, it's not about getting into heaven. If you make the rapture, you're in heaven. But being in heaven is no guarantee you're rewarded. After the rapture, there are seven years of tribulation. Mark of the beast, antichrist. Three and a half years of of chaos, and then the the, the, uh, abomination, desolation, and then the seven years is the second coming. After the second coming is the great white throne judgment. There are no signs of the rapture. There's only signs of the second coming. Passover was a shadow until the real thing. Pentecost, Shavuot, was a shadow until the real thing. What's going to happen in our world if my people, who are called by my name, 
shall humble themselves and pray, then I will hear from heaven. Think about it. In seven years from right now, our nation will be 251 years old. Will we be in revival or will we already have been raptured? No man knows the day or the hour, right? But we do understand that right at the day of Passover, it happened. Right at the day of Pentecost, it happened. In ancient Hebrew, there's no word for, let him who has eyes to see. I believe, I could be wrong, I could be wrong, but I do think I hear the blowing of the shofar. If the rapture takes place on Rosh Hashanah, about 40 days from now, somewhere around that, 41 days from now, if the rapture takes place, will you make heaven your home? Will you be there? Because, God, understand, the scripture says that there are going to be a lot of who are lukewarm. Many will say, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name? And he said, I don't even know who you are. So we need to make sure that we're living for the Lord, that we're born again, that we're serving God. We need to make sure of that. We need to talk to people about that. We need to make sure our family is, knows Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. Amen. At the judgment seat of Christ, there are five crowns, five crowns of rewards. And I don't know about you, I want every one of them. Say, oh, I don't serve God for the reward. I do. (laughs) Amen. It's like going to work and the guy goes, your boss goes, here's your paycheck. Oh, no. (laughs) No, I just did it because I believe in this company. I believe in it too. And that's why I work so hard. Thank you. God put it in us to want rewards. Just because you go to heaven doesn't mean you're rewarded. No, we're saved by grace. Yeah, I understand that. We're saved by grace, not by works. Now, work out your own salvation. If you want a harvest, you got to plant a seed. You want love, you got to love people. You want God to do good things to you before he's getting ready to bless you, gives you a chance to be a blessing. We need a tikkun alam. We need to be about our father's business. That's just a fact. But let's say in 40 days, the rapture doesn't take place. I'm praying that God gives us some time. Because I read the end of the book. We win. And there'll be an end time transfer of wealth. There's going to be signs and wonders and miracles. There's going to be an out. Pouring that word that, that I, I will pour out my spirit. That word in Hebrew is a word that that um, in English it's um, a gushing, a gushing, not like you turn on a faucet, a gu- like a fire hose. There's going to be a gushing of signs and wonders and miracles and blessings and prosperity and joy and peace and happiness. So let's say in 40 days there's not the rapture. There'll still be Rosh Hashanah, which is still a shadow of things. Someday, someday, you and I will stand before the Lord, and he will call out our name and look at our deeds. Let's say the rapture doesn't take place. Rosh Hashanah, the shadow of things to come, will take place. The wicked servant says the master delays his coming. I'm telling you that before we stand and close in prayer, the Messiah could come. But I, got a, I just have a small feeling he's getting ready to do some, something phenomenal 
is about to be birthed in you, for you, and through you. I believe our best is yet to come. Has New Beginnings been taking care of Holocaust survivors? Yes. Has New Beginnings been trying to get people saved and lead people to the Lord? Yes. Has New Beginnings been standing up for righteousness? Yes. Has New Beginnings been standing on being biblically correct, not politically correct? Yes. Has New Beginnings been standing for the nation of Israel? Yes. Has New Beginnings tear down the walls of racism between white and black and brown? Yes. Has New Beginnings stand against abortion? Yes. Does New Beginnings believe in the Ten Commandments? Yes. Does New Beginnings believe our best is yet to come? If you believe that, give the Lord a great big clap offering. Stand with me all over the building. Stand with me all over the building. But the most important thing right now is that you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I don't know. I don't know when the rapture is going to take place. I don't know. But I do know in 40 days, God opens the book of blessing. And in ancient Hebrew, there's no word for coincidence. It's not a coincidence you're here. It's not a coincidence you're watching from around the world. It's not a coincidence because you may be coming into the kingdom right before the blessing. But you're still coming in. It's like those who are in the, in the field in the morning and those who come in the field in the evening. Jesus gave them the same reward. So as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, no one's looking around. You'd say, Pastor Larry, would you remember me in prayer? I want to give my life or rededicate my life to the kingdom of God. I want to ask Jesus to come in or back into my heart. Maybe you've never been born again or maybe you've kind of grown a little lukewarm. And you're hearing the blowing of the shofar. You're, you're seeing the birth pangs. And it's because God loves you so much. He doesn't want you to miss out on the rapture or the revival. As every head is bowed, every eye is closed, just slip your hand up and say, Pastor Larry, remember me in prayer. Here's my hand. Lift it up. I see that hand, 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 that hand. I see that hand, 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 that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. God bless you. I see that hand, that hand, that hand, that hand. God bless you. I see that hand, 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 that hand. God bless you. Give them a great big clap offering. Amen. Now, somebody might say, and I'm going to say something that's a little rude, but it's just the way I am. It's just me. I'm from the streets. I'm, I'm sorry. But somebody would say, well, you know, you, 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 you preachers use this stuff to scare people. Absolutely. I'm trying to scare the hell out of you. I'm literally trying to scare hell out of you. And you know what? That's not a bad thing. I don't know about you, kid. I can remember my mom saying, when your father gets home, it's only 10 o'clock in the morning. I got to wait seven more hours. Fear of the Lord's the beginning of wisdom. You got to understand, God loves us so much. He sent his son, Jesus, to pay the price in full. All you have to do is receive that and live for him. We're going to talk next week about the second coming and the seven years of tribulation and leading us into the mark of the beast. Say, well, I'll just die for Lord. No, you won't. If you don't have the guts to live for him now, you don't have the guts to die for him later. No, it's, it, it, you're fooling yourself. Live for him now.
Be on the winning team. The score's fixed. We're not going under. We're going over. Thank you for listening to our Standing with Israel podcast with Pastor Larry Huck. We truly believe that building bridges between Christians and Jews is a sign of the end times and will prepare the world for the coming of the Messiah. If you would like to learn more about why we stand with Israel and at the same time be a blessing to the Jewish people, we encourage you to send for Pastor Larry's latest book, Seven Living Prophecies. It's an incredibly insightful and prophetic book that will lead you into the blessings of God and will send it to you for any size offering to our ministry. Your contribution will be used to support our charitable work in Israel, which includes supporting elderly Holocaust survivors and Project Aliyah, which brings the Jews home to their ancient homeland, Israel. To donate, please call us today at 1-800-204-6545 and speak with one of our helpful operators. You can also go to our website and make your donation at lhmpodcast.org. Again, please call 800-204-6545 or go to lhmpodcast.com to make your donation and request a copy of Pastor Larry's latest book, Seven Living Prophecies. Thanks for listening today. God bless you for your prayerful and financial support. And tune in next week for another Standing with Israel podcast with Pastor Larry Huck.